1: Betches Media presents.
0: Ha ha! Laugh funny.
2: Mention it all. A Bravo by Betches podcast.
0: We don't say that, but now we said it
2: with Dylan Hafer.
0: Who gonna check me, boo?
2: And Barry Rosenfeld.
0: I need right. to start drinking alcohol now. Go to sleep, we Hey
1: everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All
2: podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer,
1: and I'm Barry Rosenfeld.
2: And I feel like we have a lot to talk about. Like we do. We're, t- we we're do. talking about Atlanta. We meet new. Housewives, we have part one of three of Potomac, but like, I want to hear about your weekend also, you know? Right.
1: Well, my weekend was nice. Um, It was, it started on a little bit of a low note because on Saturday we got the upsetting news that Jiggy Vanderpump Todd, our beloved dog of Bravo passed away. Um, I would say this was not totally unexpected, but of course it was a shock in the moment. Um, Yeah. It ruined my day for sure. I mean, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiered 10 years ago. We've been with Jiggy a long time. Jiggy has been with us for a long time. We've all been together. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because obviously Lisa Vanderpump has many pets and she has other iconic pets even, but Jiggy is, you know, Jiggy was something special.
2: Yeah, there's something about Jiggy and his energy and his outfits and the fact that he was the chosen one. You know, she somehow slowly replaced him when she got Harrison, I feel. <laughs> and there's then Harrison and there's Yeah. Puffy oh, I can't even and- name them all. <laughs> Hanky and Panky. Hanky and Panky so, the-, the Swans. The the- I, I know one of the horses are Diamond. I don't know. But but rest in peace, Jiggy. <laughs> we will miss you. And our thoughts are with. So many,
1: so many good times with Jiggy over the years. Um, I know. <laughs> another piece of news that I is just like rocking my world this morning. We had Craig go on Instagram Live last night with Austin, and who made an appearance in the background? None other than Kristen Cavallari. And this is after last week we saw some some tomfoolery in the Instagram comments about see you soon. And we were wondering if they were together and Madison was like, LOL. Like if they were together, he wouldn't have been calling me last night. And
2: I mean, first of all, I mean, that's Madison. Like that's not, come on that's not like a dig like that's high school that is a high school situation right there calling them out like in the comment section about like like, a relationship
1: surprise surprise austin got drunk and like texted madison is anyone does anyone think that's like revelatory information no so
2: i do have to say it's really funny my uncle is very into Bravo and like we text about stuff and he like has begged more than once. If he's listening to this, it's gonna laugh because he listens to the podcast. Like he wants to come on the podcast and discuss. Oh but the what the main thing we talk about is Madison and Austin relationship. Wow. Because I you know, you know I love she Austin. Wants a but, like, yeah, they <laughs> oh my god. But I... like I don't know. I don't think they're together. I think Kristen and I think they're just friends. Yeah, I I think they're just friends.
1: I think they know that they can um, perhaps get a wee bit of clout by kind of playing around with their followers.
2: Kristen's Um, a queen. She even posted the other day and she was like (laughs) laughing or whatever. She was like laughing. At the buzz or whatever, I just butchered that for the last five years. Like she, she does things on per, like she knows, but she does it in such like a good way. I love her so much.
1: You, you love Kristen Cavallari. I love
2: Kristen Cal- um
1: <laughs> Okay, another thing we can talk about this later. But I also spent my weekend watching this new show on HBO Max called House of Ho, mm-hmm. which, so it's a brand new reality show. It is. It follows a really rich Vietnamese family living in Houston. With like immigrant parents and then adult children who are, you know, fucking rich and loaded and have extravagant Mm -hmm. lifestyles. It's seven episodes on HBO Max. It is wild. And I would highly recommend it. We might talk about it. We have some like special holiday episodes coming up. We might Mm -hmm. chat about it a little bit more. But if you're looking for something to watch and you feel like you've burned through all of the Bravo content available, I would highly recommend House of Ho on HBO Max.
2: By the way, no one has watch i mean bravo like no i'm saying so these people don't have an excuse
1: but sometimes you just feel like you like you need something that's kind of like same but different you know right like like, i "I restarted
2: outer banks this i want to like numb
1: my brain with reality tv but for some reason like housewives isn't the particular brand i want right right now it's like that kind of vibe
2: I watched Outer Banks because you guys I'm like just prepping for season two, which is not God. coming out anytime soon. But I just like need to rewatch it. And it's so good. I watched it in a day and a half. And of I've course, what did I? Oh, my. You, you would enjoy it thoroughly. Like, would for I? real, Dylan? Yes. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, okay, and okay, it's okay. such an easy watch, like so easy. But what else did I restart today? <laughs> other or last night besides Jersey Shore. But anyway, because it's just like, a, of course, I can't. Um. I did celebrate Hanukkah with my family yesterday. You did. I yeah. And I got what I asked for, which consisted (gasps) of a juicer and a tennis racket. Two of the most random things. Thank you. But I did have a strategy because those two gifts require other gifts, a.k.a. fruit Mm. and tennis balls. So I said, whoever got them for me needs to continuously get me the things that come with it. (laughs)
1: That's a good one. The worst is when you when you ask for something that's supposed to be like a 12-month subscription or something, and they just get you like one month. And it's like, oh, oh
2: thank you. Hey, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I will take any and all gifts. I I, I, I tr- trust and believe I'm not picky. Um, let's talk about Atlanta. There was a lot going on in this episode, which was a supersized
0: 75-minute episode. Calling all my honeys. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honeylove is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honeylove has revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling Superpower Short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The Superpower Short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence thanks to honey Love.
1: I really enjoyed this episode because we got to meet our two new women in the cast. The first episode, we didn't meet Drew, so it was only four housewives. We got, you know, a little bit of Marlo. It felt like it was a good catch up with kind of where everyone was at. But mm-hmm. uh, besides Portia and her um, social justice work, not a lot really happened in the first episode. We kind of just got like some little updates and this episode we met our new people we had some drama starting all of a sudden it felt like okay we're like back back and I yeah I was I really enjoyed it
2: but the thing about Latoya is that her she was introduced as Candy's friend that Kenya stole (laughs) and I was like no (laughs) like come on (laughs) so
1: so shady right off the bat so just like a little context Latoya was originally meant to be a housewife I think for the majority of the filming time it was uh like assumed that she was going to be a housewife and then something sort of Sutton-ish happened in terms of like her her husband they're separated I don't know the specifics but just for context like that's why Latoya is like around a lot. We see some like flashbacks of stuff they already filmed with her. Like she's gonna be one of those friends who's pretty much there the full season, which I'm a fan of. I think Atlanta always does a great job of incorporating kind of the whole circle into the show. Like obviously we have Marlo who is like an integral part of the show at this point. We haven't seen Tanya yet this season, but she's in the preview for next week's episode. I, I, Atlanta to me is kind of like the more the merrier. If you're bringing it, I, I, I'm, I'm, right. you're welcome to be at the event.
2: Right. And they also, it seems like Atlanta has like an A cast and a B cast. And it's like they rotate. And you don't have to be yeah. a housewife to be on the show. And I love it. it it's, it's like,
1: it, oh, um, yeah, Shamia can come to this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, Shamia is one of the. It's fun because I think she was an official friend of for one season, and then she's just like never really left because she actually is friends with some of them.
2: Um, right, but we've always said this: like Marlo has secured the best uh, role oh, in Housewives. Like, oh, absolutely, and we get some some
1: delicious shade from Marlo on this episode. <laughs> we'll get there in a second. So I. So first impressions. Latoya, we first meet at. Kenya's house more Manor, right. of course and she's there with Cynthia and Kenya and Cynthia's like why did you invite this girl that you just met the day before which to me it's kind of like she invited her because it's like filming for a tv show that you're both in the cast of <laughs> like it's funny that Cynthia's been on this show for like 10 seasons and she's still like why are you
2: inviting this girl and it's like yeah because she because she's in the cast Cynthia and Cynthia made it seem like it was a stranger off the street she's like you're inviting this girl into your hat like she's we know they know who she is. They're aware.
1: It is, it is interesting, though, because in the past we've had a pattern of Kenya not really uh, gelling with the new additions to the cast. And she certainly is not a fan of Drew, but she seems all in on Latoya right away, which is I'm, I'm curious how long that'll last because I have a feeling it's not permanent.
2: I don't believe that Kenya and Latoya <laughs> will be friends for much longer. It's just like, she's doing her. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. And she's that'll like, wear off. Sugar daddy. Soon. Oh my God. Sugar daddy. <laughs> yeah. We learned what a sugar daddy was this episode, which we already knew. Cause they like all follow we're... us on Instagram.
1: <laughs> I like that. We're acting as if sugar daddy is like a, a new confusing term. It's like, I feel like everyone is like generally on the same page about what a sugar daddy is, but
2: yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I yeah. So Latoya is fun. She's like separated from her husband right now, but she's um Trinidadian, and she and Kenya are talking about that because Mark is also Trinidadian, and they're talking about how like the men are known for cheating, which is <laughs> made me cringe. Well, but okay.
2: Well, and speak her being separated brought on an interesting conversation because she was very adamant about her doing whatever she wanted to do while they were separated, and Drew was actually the one who was like, "What do you mean, though?" Like. And she's like, well, we're separated so we can do whatever we want. And at that point, Drew was like, just get a divorce then. Like they were looking at it as a hall pass type of situation.
1: It's interesting because I think it, I think this happens in real life too. But on Housewives recently, we've seen a lot of different dynamics in terms of marriage and separation and open relationships and kind of what that means. Because think about we have... Meredith on Salt Lake City and they're separated but dating each other and clearly the I mean we're still getting to the bottom of what's actually happening but it seems like the expectation is that they're not with other people meanwhile you have Bronwyn and Sean who said they were separated and open and you know obviously that's developed more now that Bronwyn has said she's a lesbian but it's interesting kind of how everyone has I feel like separated is like an umbrella term and it means completely different things to different
2: 100%. people. 100%. There is no, I mean, just like anything else really, but separated especially, these women are taking it and and running. But it's crazy because they're making all these rules and I'm just trying to find a boyfriend in quarantine. But like
1: I, I want someone to go on like five <laughs> dates with me. Like that's, like I don't need like, I don't need marriage, I don't need separation. I wouldn't want separation, but um
2: <laughs> Still, like rattling things up. I don't need separation. I don't need divorce, but like I need a five I would welcome a divorce max.
1: into my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so we talked about LaToya Let's talk about Drew a little bit because we also mm-hmm. meet her. She is brought into the cast by Cynthia. Um, so Drew's an actress. She moved from LA a year ago. She knows Leon, which is kind of like a fun connection, yeah, I guess. Um
2: which is Noelle's dad.
1: Yes. Uh who we like? We we like Leon. Cynthia's in a good place with Leon. I feel fine about that. Um, mm-hmm. Drew, I would say, is her energy seems like a little more unclear than Latoya. Like Latoya is very makes a big first impression, both at Kenya's house and then later in the scene at Lake Bailey. She is kind of like almost like dominating the scene a little bit, whereas Drew. Drew, I don't feel like we know quite as much about, but then we see her at home with her husband, Ralph, and...
2: Yeah, I (laughs) was very... Okay, so my thought on that, I liked her. I like her. I mean, I don't know much of her yet, but from what I'm seeing, I enjoy her presence. But I did think that was coming in very strong as a new housewife for your first episode, like that family drama, and like... What happened was they've been married. It was actually like on their sixth year anniversary and they get in fights. And this particular fight, Ralph left, who, by the way, is really hot. He is like a one for me. Ralph is so
1: hot and it's disappointing because it got ruined for us right away.
2: (laughs) Real quick. And so he left and he left for three days and didn't tell Drew where he was. And that, oh, that gave, uh, I don't know, that is something that, clearly they are dealing with and it's not something that I think Drew's taking lightly. I mean, they, she said they throw around the word divorce quite often. And I don't know for me. I do know actually for me personally, if my husband left for three days, even when she was telling the girls about that, their reactions were not well. And listen, you got to yeah. be very careful with the information you give to your group of friends, by the way.
1: So yeah. So it's interesting because so they li- They obviously live together. They have young children together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew's mother, Pastor Jeanette, also lives with them. So they are a tight-knit family, it would seem. But he clearly, Ralph has these ideas of what is and isn't acceptable in a marriage that just seems like wildly out of touch with what I think most people would say and clearly drew is not on the same page with him and to me it seems it's a little odd that they are at their six-year anniversary and having this type of issues because this seems like the kind of thing that would have happened like right away you know
2: yeah and you know it's funny fast forward when him and mike hill were hanging out at the house and they were he was telling them and i was like don't tell mike this he's about to get married (laughs) right so Okay, so so still
1: at Lake Bailey, there was a lot going on. We have Latoya being like very loud and animated. She's getting along well with Kenya. And I love that Marlo is kind of like, what is this? Like, what is happening here? Because Kenya, it doesn't doesn't make sense that Kenya is like all over Latoya like this. And, you know, Kenya is throwing shade at Marlo and they're just like clearly not in a good place. And I love... Marlo takes Latoya aside into the kitchen and is like, don't trust Kenya. Don't tell her all your information because she is good and she will work it against you. And I, I just, I love Marlo for this because this is the kind of low key undercover shade messiness that sets up for something great later in the season. And that's what Marlo is so good at. Just kind of like...
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: planning and plotting within the group, and oh, I just I love I love. Well, because
2: that's when Marla can be like, I'm not involved in that. Like she kind of like shakes it up and (laughs) runs, and she's like, I'm not. But in the in the house, it's always interesting being a new girl in any situation or a guy because you don't know any of these people. So how does she know at that moment to trust what Mm Marla was telling her? And so it is very like, oh my god, what do I do? You know, other than. We are in 2020, and clearly they have watched the show and know who these women are, so they have a little bit of background information.
1: And then on the flip side of the coin, we have Drew, who's also, this is her first big group interaction, and Kenya's calling her a stray and, and saying, where does Cynthia find yeah. these girls? The pound. Like, it's, it's funny that she is so into LaToya because she is the complete opposite with Drew, not even giving her one little chance. And can I just say... Drew and LaToya are both stunning women. Yes. They, This cast continues yes. to just be like insanely gorgeous. And I, I mean, like, oh, my God.
2: They are both very beautiful women. But the thing is, even when Drew walked in, LaToya had some words to say about her. And I was like, what? This, this drama is happening like too fast for me. I, You guys, like I'm mm-hmm. writing down my notes and I don't know who's getting along with who. Like, <laughs> please slow down. Like nothing happened yeah. yet. Yeah.
1: I, I feel like Latoya needs to, like, ease up on the gas pedal just a little bit. And, like, I don't know. It's interesting because we still... Portia was coming back from Louisville this episode, so we haven't really seen her in the group dynamic. Candy was at Riley's graduation, which is crazy that she's 18. That was
2: so nice to see, too.
1: I know. So we, we haven't... We still... Even though there was so much going on in the scene at Cynthia's house, we still haven't gotten the full group together yet. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how those dynamics add. Cause we know Latoya was introduced as Candy's friend. So that they're <laughs> you would assume they're going to get along. I don't know where Portia's going to fall with the new women. So.
2: Well, we'll it see. also is interesting that Latoya wasn't with Candy the first time she met the women, which I well, like, she's not in kindergarten, you know,
1: I think she was. Cause they showed a flashback of, they had previously the cut, met right. her. So, it's, it's a little interesting. I don't know if this is because LaToya got demoted, there was certain stuff that they chose not to use, or if it just wasn't that interesting. But we've seen this on some other shows recently where they're, at the beginning of the season, they're already flashing back to stuff, that, to scenes that we didn't see. And I actually like when they do this because I assume that the editors know what to put in the episode like they know what's going to make the most interesting episode so if there's a lunch or a ha- or a dinner or whatever that gives you some little nugget of context but it wasn't actually very exciting good I would rather just see the flashback to like okay she made that comment if that's right. all I need so right. I think it's I think it's a good sign that they have enough kind of enough footage to use that they can you know cut and trim and just use the important parts, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited to get a little more context on where these newbies are gonna fall in the group, aside from Kenya like being all over Latoya.
2: <laughs> we also though I wanna mention at Lake Bailey, um which one what, what did one of the women call it? Like a river or a pond and she's like no, it was like it's, it's Latoya late. was like, I'm excited to see the river. <laughs> lake bailey but she was doing a little cute little wine tasting um from black owned businesses and she threw in aisha curry's wine and i was like i love this little plug i love it i actually
1: i actually was laughing at that because she was talking about supporting black owned businesses and then the only one she actually name dropped was aisha curry and it's like i don't think aisha curry needs your needs your support like as much as some of the other ones probably (laughs) whatever um yeah, so we finish off with this scene again. We were talking with Drew and Ralph, and so he disappeared for three days, and all he would tell her was that he was at the beach, and she's like, "No, like where were you?" And he's like, "I told you, I was at the beach."
2: And it's right, like, because she kept digging, where did you leave the state? Like, how far did you drive to get to the beach? The
1: beach, the beach is not a location. The beach is a, the beach is a, an idea. It's a type of location, but saying I was at the beach for three days is not a sufficient response when it's your wife asking where you've been.
2: Right. And also the fact that she brought up the camera situation in the house. Oh that's uh that's, that's another creepy. large issue at hand. Yeah. So
1: yeah. So she's saying he has cameras all over the house and she didn't know where they were. And she found a picture on his phone that he was, watching the camera and it was her and her mom and her kid like while he was gone and that is if you want to have cameras in your house for security purposes or whatever that's uh, that's your thing but the husband and the wife should both be on the same page about where the cameras are that well, the is, cameras
2: are to watch intru, like if god forbid intruders or like right. nannies or something not your own family <laughs> super weird he's denying
1: it he's totally gaslighting her about all of this stuff he's like about the photo about going to he finally says he went to Tampa I'm like thank you like all I wanted was to know all she wanted like she's not saying like give me a rundown of what you did minute to minute she's literally like where in the country were you for those three days that is more than reasonable and the fact that the fact that it even took that much effort to get him to say that is like the reddest flag I I have ever seen (laughs)
2: Well, and also the fact that typical man, no offense to anybody, but he turned the conversation around on her. I don't know if you noticed that during dinner when he was like, he was like, you need to stop making these like a big deal. And I was like, what, Ralph, you left for three days and and didn't tell anyone. And this is not Drew's fault. Well, like it could have been why you left. But like, no, 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 no. So
1: Darkness ahead for Drew and Ralph. Let's talk about Potomac, because we can't just not get to it.
2: Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times best-selling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer.
1: This reunion episode was not like my personal favorite it was like a little it was a little up and down for me not the most exciting but well obviously it was, there was one some, of
2: three because the first half hour was just introducing the women so it's like okay there was I clocked a lot. it I was like there was okay. a
1: lot of checking in with everyone which I yes. get a little bit of but we had to hear about the song and the house and the, the business and the professorship and all like there was a lot of updates um we get a lot more of dragging Giselle's style which I'll be honest I'm a little over it at this point I I think the jokes are funny but I do think it's a little bit like make the joke and move on like it doesn't need I think we've harped enough on Giselle's taste and I think at the end of the day she likes what she likes and I'm kind of like
2: let the let, let her live
1: she can right, decorate I, her house how she wants to
2: I do have to ask though who do you think was the best dress at this reunion in mellow um, yellow because mm. my answer is 100%
1: Monique oh see Monique's dress was a little too much for me
2: I it I was think very she, dancing with the stars but she I looked think great she,
1: I think she looked great I did I was not really a fan of the dress I would say probably Karen. Uh, yeah, I, she was.
2: Yeah, I thought
1: Karen looked great. I thought her hair, whatever, I can't remember the name of the wig. She she looked great. Also, lo- I thought Robin looked great. I just whatever yellow stripe thing was going on with her hair just didn't yeah. didn't look right off. on camera. Um, <laughs> so we we have a lot of different discussions going on. Um, and then we Andy brings up the question of colorism which I think is a really interesting topic. I think it's a worthwhile discussion, but the way that it's brought up was strange to me. So there, he says that he's asking if it's an example of colorism that people use the word aggressive to describe Wendy and Candace. And Mm -hmm. the thing is colorism is real. We as two white people are not the ones to like, you know, weigh in and judge what's going on, but when you're talking about Wendy and at the lake house, the way she reacted to Ashley, that is like the textbook definition of aggressive.
2: Right. And I know people are split between like, this has nothing to do with Candace and Monique. I know people are split, but people were split for this, this conversation too. And I do have to say, Monique said, this is not your it's the actions it has nothing to do with the person's skin color but then Wendy had a different outlook on it and you're right Dylan like I can't be the one to be like I well I can agree with a certain person but my opinion in this doesn't matter and so it's it's a touchy subject honestly
1: I just think it's like it's a it's a conversation that should be had but I don't think the word aggressive is really the issue here yes that it's like Candace and Wendy like have been aggressive as have Almost everyone else in the cast. Ashley's been aggressive. Monique has been aggressive. Like, it's right. not at that point. It's like there's fewer people in the cast who I would not say are aggressive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, I, and I thought I the know. Andy just asks these questions, though, honestly, to hear how these women respond and what they have to say. Like, he does do a real I mean, he's very good at his job, but he does a really good job at like listening and like letting them have the discussion and I it's at sometimes they don't really get to the bottom of anything and that's when he Mm -hmm. has to chime in and I think this was one of the examples yeah
1: I I do think like sometimes Andy I think sometimes the reunion questions are like not don't make a ton of sense or like they're a little half-baked and it's like I don't know if that I mean whatever it's I have sort of mediocre expectations for like reunion questions at this point. Cause there's just no perfect way to do it. Um, yeah. Like for example, w- we talked about Candace's tweets a little bit. And while, while Andy says that she's a disaster on Twitter, he doesn't <laughs> actually bring up some of the most problematic things that Candace has said, which had nothing to do with the show, but she was, she had tweeted all of these homophobic things. She was fat shaming people. It was, there were a lot of things with Candace's Twitter besides just like some stuff about the women on the show. And well that that could have been
2: brought up and it could have been cut. We don't know.
1: Okay, so then sure, right. well, if I that happened, right. we're still never gonna know. So right. it, it was a little disappointing that it's like if you're talking about Candace's Twitter, why are you not talking about the most problematic parts of that? It was right. I mean, there was a there was a blogger that she talked about wanting to die and he died and they didn't even bring that up literally that happened in the last few months it's like uh
2: yeah I think that I honestly I don't know why they choose to bring up certain things with certain people it really is a, a serious issue I think because by him by him calling her a disaster on Twitter, OK, that's not hurting her feelings. And is that right. teaching her anything to stop doing that? But you know what? We've always had these issues with Candace and um we do find out though that she's in grad school getting her MBA, and good, that's good for great and for she, her. And also that bought the house and she bought mom gave the her house plant. Right. And she like was waiting for Chris to come out so they can say it together. Like, I don't, this is your show. You're on, no, if, this is not your show. You're on the show. Like, why? as if we
1: didn't all see on Instagram that she bought the house. <laughs> like, it's not a, that's not actually like a big reveal. Um, <laughs> The biggest, the biggest kind of moment that happens this episode is when Karen and Monique decide to go. Dude, all I almost in. fell off
2: my couch. I almost fell off my couch. So we're talking
1: about Pastor Jamal, which, <laughs> to be, to be perfectly fair, I don't think even Giselle could argue that this relationship hasn't seemed shady and questionable and stuff on the show. I mean, that's just face value. One hundred percent. Monique, of course, has her binder of receipts and Karen has her her way with words. And they're basically sitting there reading Giselle, the riot act about her relationship and talking about how he's slinging his pastor D all over Atlanta and how he has all these baby mamas. And it was it was intense.
2: It was it was one of I'm not kidding. I thought this was pretty boring, to be honest. And I was like. Holy shit. That was the most insane last few minutes of reunion to date. And I'm not kidding. That was, and people on the internet too were going ballistic. Monique went in and she was not holding back. And let me tell you something Giselle deserved that because that's why she wasn't arguing back. She has stuck her nose in every single person's business, which we have mentioned on this podcast multiple times. And Monique had it basically with, her talking about Chris and her doing all this stuff about her relationship to the point where she was going and going and going, Monique, that Giselle couldn't say anything. I Her face during this, I was like, yeah. oh, my God. And mind uh, you, I'm sorry. I don't think she necessarily deserved that. That is a little embarrassing. But she knew, oh, I just did the butt that someone called me out on. I apologize. I caught on to that. <laughs> but like she... She has to know what what Jamal's been doing, and when Monique read that yeah. phone number and Giselle confirmed it, oh my god, that was like a I lot. Think
1: the thing for me is that I I don't have any issue really with calling Giselle on her bullshit and mm-hmm. bringing it up. I mean, it's a Housewives reunion; you're supposed to bring shit up. The thing for me is that Monique. I feel like would have saved herself so much trouble if she had just apologized for the physical part of, I know this, it feels It feels random to bring this up right now, but the thing is it was such a polarizing moment and she mishandled it so poorly. And I think it's kind of cast this frustrating light on everything that's happened since then. And now for her to be going so hard against Giselle, I think it would land better if she had kind of cleared her own name when she had the chance, and I, I know that the, the issues with Giselle are separate and a different thing, but I just like, I want to be able to enjoy Monique's shade and binder of receipts and whatever. But it's it it falls a little flat for me because it's like, you this doesn't make you look any better. To me, Monique still has not really even tried to make up for some of the stuff that she's done so it's like if you if if all you want to do is trash Giselle's relationship congratulations like you have the binder of receipts you made that happen but it doesn't I didn't come out of this episode having any kind of more positive opinion of Monique right. and at this point I'm like does she even care like if maybe if she thinks she's gonna leave after this season all she wants to do is make everyone else look bad i have no idea but it it just was like a little less satisfying to me because i'm like i still think monique is like problematic like after even if i think she was maybe justified in what she did to giselle i don't know
2: that th- we i've been talking about this with my friends too because i feel a certain way about the situation between monique and candace but oh my God, I did it again. I do really do that. Oh my God. I will work on it. I thought it was funny when, when Ashley asked Monique, do you guys think you'll ever be friends again? Because in the back of my mind, I keep I keep thinking that I'm like, you can tell the two of them like wanna be like are just like, this is a fight that's going and going and going. And if they just like apologize and talk, they could very well be like acquaintances again. But Monique even said, there's too much that's like happened at this point, but the thing is, yeah, could she have just apologized for her actions and the same thing with Candace they both have things to apologize for and it's just you know what? it's not gonna we're not solving this problem it's if it, it hasn't yeah. happened yet it's not happening anytime it's
1: soon. well it's to me it's too late now like I was saying yeah. that Monique should apologize and somebody was like well there's two parts left and I'm like no I mean she should have apologized last no. year <laughs>
2: yeah not during like, the reunion also
1: look at the way Monique is acting she's not gonna show up in part two and be like you know what Candace I am remorseful like that's not that's not the journey at this point and I I can accept that, but I I just think it was a a miscalculation on her part. And she would have, she could have come out of this season on such a high note if she had actually just apologized when when it made sense. But I mean, whatever. We do have two parts left. I'm curious to see where it's going to go. But Barry,
2: who is your number one Bravo Lab in the group this week? My number one Bravo Lab is... Oh, my. I want to say Cynthia because okay. I liked that she had the women over her house like to me and have a little cute little mingling session. And also I loved her cute little wine tasting Okay. and her outfit. I,
1: I was thinking of Kenya because I liked that we saw a little more fun side of Kenya this week. But I am going to go with Karen Huger just because I think she had an excellent first part of the reunion. She is uh, a queen. She is in her rightful position next to Andy and, you know, I just, I love her so much.
2: I know. I love her. To, I love her like responses and her all around like energy, but that's, exactly. we ha- yeah, we have two more parts of this reunion to go. So we have a while. We will
1: be back on Thursday. Don't forget to check out the Bravo by Betches collection at shop.betches.com. Rate, review, subscribe to our podcast, of course. And you can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. Thanks guys. Bye.
2: touches.